All right, I'm super excited about this morning as we continue our series called Love to the End. And if you're just joining us, we're doing a study of John chapters 13 through 17, famously been called the Upper Room Discourse. And I don't know if you remember, but Jesus dies on a Friday. And so right where we're at in John 13 through 17, it's Thursday night. And these are the last conversations that Jesus has with his friends and followers, and he is loving them to the end. And that's where we get this, this title, Loved to the End. Well, today we're in John chapter 16. So if you have your Bible, if you have a Bible app, why don't you go ahead and head over with me to John chapter 16. We're going to be in verse 5. John chapter 16, verse 5. And uh, right here in John chapter 16, the conversation is that Jesus is leaving this world and the Holy Spirit is coming. Oh, that was your shouting moment. <laughs> the conversation is that Jesus is leaving this world and the Holy Spirit's coming. <laughs> All right. So you're like, Holy Spirit, what? You know, like, God I get, Jesus I get, Holy Spirit, I'm not, I just don't, what? That's what I want to talk today about. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? And my prayer for each one of you today is that you would grow in your experience and love and desire for the Holy Spirit to do a work in your lives. I know that whenever you talk about the Holy Spirit, people are going to have different reactions. And uh, I've seen that in ministry, I've seen that in church, that people have different reactions to this topic of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's actually a lot like this prank video that I saw. I want to show it to you in just today. Honestly, in ministry, as, as we've talked about the Holy Spirit, I have seen all those reactions. I have seen the, whoa, hello. I've seen the... This is awesome, like Instagram that joint, you know, like I've seen the, uh, the suspicious manager, you know, and I've just seen total confusion, the, whew, whew. I was like, if I do that again, maybe, nope, still not there. I've just seen the, the confusion and I don't know what to think. Some of you are here today and you're like, oh, Brian's talking about the Holy Spirit. And you're like, this is awesome, tongues of fire, baby, and you're ready to go. And others, um, it, it's like it triggers something, and there's, there's a suspicion. It's like that manager, like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, um, and it's not because of the Holy Spirit, but it's because of what you have seen people do in the name of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of us here is just confusion. I don't know what to think of the Holy Spirit. Or even maybe you hear that, that language, Holy Spirit. And it kind of freaks you out a little bit. You're like, Holy Spirit, that's crazy. I was talking to one person. And they said, growing up, we never talked about the Holy Spirit at church. And whenever we did, it was always the Holy Ghost. <laughs> like, no wonder, you know, like, Holy Ghost, that sounds scary. Um, but here's my, here's my hope for us. My hope is that as we begin this, really, as we begin a brand new season of ministry here at Hope Community Church, my hope is that all of us here today would come with a fresh slate, 
and fresh eyes and that we would simply allow Jesus and the Word of God to speak to us today. And my hope is that um, we would all today grow in our love and our understanding and our desire for the Holy Spirit to do a powerful work in our hearts and in our lives. And the heart of Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit is right here, John 14, 15, and 16. And uh, we've already seen that Jesus says much about the Holy Spirit. We've already seen some of that going through this study. And today is really the punchline. What Jesus is going to say is saying, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this world. I'm about to go to a cross. And the reason I'm leaving is because I have something better for you. And that thing that's better is the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to look at today. Jesus is going. The Holy Spirit is coming. It's not meant to be scary. It's not meant to be confusing. It's not meant to be wild and crazy. It's meant to be good. And the Holy Spirit is for your good. It's better. It's to your advantage today to get to know the Holy Spirit. So listen to what Jesus says. John 16, 5 through 15. It's where we're going to be at today. John 16, 5 through 15. This is what Jesus says the night before he's leaving this world. Verse 5. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me where are you going. Rather, you are filled with grief because I've said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Some translations say it's better that I'm going away. Some say it's to your advantage I'm going away. Why? Jesus says, unless I go away, the advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that's why I said the Spirit will receive it from me and he will make it known to you. Well, let's pray and we'll dive in. God, thanks for today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And um, you even say that it's to our advantage to get to know the Holy Spirit. And that's what we want to do today. So, Lord, we just pray that um, this message would not just be a matter of words, because um, your kingdom isn't a matter of talk, but of power. And so we ask for that today, God. Work powerfully in our hearts and our lives. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I have three, three quick points about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's ministry in our lives and in this world. Number one, Holy Spirit is better for you. The Holy Spirit is better for you. Jesus is leaving this world, and the Holy Spirit is coming. And what Jesus is saying 
So the Holy Spirit is going to be better for you. I don't know if you've ever had to tell somebody that you're leaving. That's a hard conversation to have, isn't it? If you ever had to do that, whether you're moving away or... They're hard conversations. Tell, tell people you're, you're leaving. Um, you know, imagine telling your, your family that you're moving away. Or imagine telling your friends that you're leaving them. And this was the conversation that Angie and I just had a year ago as we were moving here. And I remember having those hard conversations, sometimes with tears in our eyes as we were saying goodbye to people in Colorado and moving here. But it was crazy because as sad as those conversations were, um, everybody was so encouraging to us as they began to hear about this opportunity at Hope Community Church. They're like, they're like oh man, we, we're sad to see you go, but we're excited for the future that God has for you. We know that what's coming is better. There was even uh, a lady in our church who was just so sad to get, see us go, but she was so excited to see us come here. She begged me to let her write a letter of recommendation to the elders of Hope Community Church. And she did that. These guys remember. It was like this glowing recommendation. There was way, it was over the top, you know. But that's how excited, you know, even though there was sadness, there was excitement. And that's, these are the moments and these are the conversations that Jesus is having in these final hours where Jesus is saying goodbye to his loved ones. He's saying, I'm going to the cross. I'm leaving this world. And they're filled with grief. But then Jesus says, you know what? Something better is coming. Something better is coming. And that's the Holy Spirit. And so these are the conversations. These are the moments that Jesus is having with his disciples. And what I'm saying today is that God has something better for you. And that's the Holy Spirit. John 16, 5. Listen to what Jesus says. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asked me, where are you going? Rather, you're filled with grief. There's a sadness. He's leaving. Jesus is leaving because I've said these things. Very truly, I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send them, send him to you. Jesus is leaving so the Holy Spirit can come. He says, that's better. It's good. It's to your advantage that I go away. The amazing promise of Jesus, we read this a few weeks ago, was John 14, 17. This is, this is about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Why would the Holy Spirit be so good and amazing? Well, Jesus says in John 14, 17, he says, you're going to know him. You, follower of Jesus, you're going to know the Holy Spirit. For he lives with you, and this is crazy, he will be in you. Jesus, Jesus is leaving. He sent in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to be in you. And what Jesus is saying, and I've heard it said this way, is that the Holy Spirit inside of you is better than the Jesus beside you. The Holy Spirit inside of you is better than the Jesus beside you. Isn't that crazy? Jesus is going away, saying it's good. It's to your advantage. It's better. I was trying to think about how to illustrate this. And uh, all I could think of was Rita's. Rita's <laughs> opened up uh, this week. And uh, we saw the Rita's is open sign. We're like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. We were doing a dance in the living room. Rita's is open. So we went. We went to Rita's. We got our water ice or water, water ice, water ice. 
Water? Okay. Practicing. <laughs> but which is better? Aritas beside you or Aritas getting inside you? <laughs> I love the Aritas beside me, but it's amazing to get the Aritas inside me. You know what? It would be awesome to have Jesus beside us. Because he'd be like, no power, no problem. <laughs> but what Jesus is saying is, as amazing as it would be to have Jesus beside you, it's even more amazing to have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And if you're a follower of Jesus today, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, lives in you. Holy Spirit. There's no age requirement for that. There's no, like, you have to be this tall, you know, to have the Holy Spirit. This is for everybody who says yes to Jesus. And the same power, this is what it says in Romans, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Would we just take a second and think about that? There is a supernatural life that's flowing through our veins. So what that means for you today is, you know what? You're not alone. You don't have to be afraid because the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the helper, the healer, the friend, God inside of you, the Holy Spirit, he's with you and he's inside of you. And that's why Jesus says, it's better. It's better that I go. The Holy Spirit can come. He's going to live in you, supernatural life, supernatural power living in you. Holy Spirit's better. It's better for you. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and what that means. Is Jesus is going to get to that. But um, he takes, this, takes the conversation and he begins to speak about the world and how the Holy Spirit is going to begin to even change things around the world as he works in those who, who don't even know Christ. And uh, that's why my second point is the Holy Spirit is better for the world. Listen to what Jesus says next. John 16, 8. And I'll explain this. Jesus says when he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And I don't know if you know this, but this, this verse is a game changer. This is a game changer in, in how God is working in, in the world. This is huge. I want you to take a second and stop and think about the people in your life who don't know Jesus Christ. Think about if you're, if you're a Christian, you, you have an everyday mission field. You know that, right? All of us, we're on mission for Jesus. And you have an everyday mission field. So think about the people in your life who don't know Jesus Christ. Whether it's a friend or a coworker, Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a classmate. Maybe it's an adult child who's walked away from the faith. All of us here today, we know people who aren't living for Jesus. They're living for the world. And they're living in the world. I think all of us say we, des we are desperate for them to turn from their sin and to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ and to invite God into their heart and into their soul. We desperately want them to embrace this new life in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, uh, to join us in heaven and have their lives transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you have anybody in your life where you're saying, God, would you do that in their life? I do. 
But let me ask you a question. Is there anyone in this room that has the power to change somebody's heart? No. And as much as, as, much as we would like to prove to somebody that their life needs to change, can any one of us here do that? None of us here can do that. We can't change someone's heart. But you know who can? The Holy Spirit can. And the Holy Spirit is at work in people's lives, even right now, changing hearts, changing minds. But listen, we can't do it. Last week, I was at Starbucks doing a little uh, coffee ministry, enjoying a hot, hot brew. As I'm getting down to the bottom of my cup, I take those, taking those last drinks, I get a mouthful of coffee grounds. Any of you ever experienced that? Pretty disgusting, right? Ugh. Uh, huh. And you're just like, <laughs> So I take my mug, and I go back to the counter, and I, I just ask the barista for a refill. I'm like, hey, I just got a mouthful of coffee grounds. This is pretty bad. You, know, you might want to check your dark roast, because there's, there's probably coffee grounds in it. And you know what the barista said? Was it, uh, oh, thank you so much. Thanks for telling me. I'm so glad. You know, we wouldn't want to do that. No, not at all. She rolls her eyes at me. I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I can't prove to a barista at Starbucks that coffee grounds are bad in a cup of coffee, I'm not going to be able to prove to somebody who's not a follower of Jesus that the coffee grounds of sin in their life are bad and that they need Jesus Christ. We can't do it. We can't prove to the world. We can't change hearts. We need the Holy Spirit to do that work on the inside. And that's why the Holy Spirit is better for the world. And I want to show you three, three things that the Holy Spirit is doing right now in the lives of people. I, I want to encourage you with this. I want you to believe this about the people in your life that are still not sure about God or a relationship with Jesus. This is what Jesus says in John 16, 8. He says, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is going to do this convicting work in the world in three big areas. In sin, righteousness, and judgment. So let's look at each of those really, really quick. We'll have to be brief. Um, but verse 9, the Holy Spirit is going to convict the world about sin. Why is he going to convict the world about sin? We can go to the next slide. Because people do not believe in me. What are the sins that are keeping us and keeping people from believing in Jesus Christ? There's two big sins. It's pride and it's self-righteousness, isn't it? Those are the sins. Those are the big sins that God hates that keep people from receiving Christ. And what Jesus is saying? He's saying the Holy Spirit's going to come and begin to convict the world about their sin. He's doing that work right now. Number two, about righteousness. The Spirit of God convicting the world about righteousness. Why? Why does Jesus say that? Because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. Okay, what does this mean? Convicting the world about righteousness because Jesus is going to the Father. So it means that the righteousness of Jesus, perfect righteousness of Jesus, was accepted by the Father. You guys know that? perfect righteousness of Jesus was accepted by the Father. But it was not just for himself. It was for all of us, right? The righteousness of Jesus for all who put their faith in Jesus Christ. And so this is what's so crazy. 
you may not have a perfect life, but you can have perfect acceptance with God through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so the Holy Spirit is convicting the world about righteousness. He's convicting the world about false righteousness and pointing the world to the true righteousness, righteousness of Jesus that is accepted by the Father. He's doing that in people's lives around us. Last one, number three. The Holy Spirit is going to convict the world about judgment. And he says, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. And that's the devil. And if the prince of this world, if the rule, if the world's ruler, the devil, has already been judged by Jesus, how much more so will the world's people be judged by God? And the whole world will be held accountable to God. We are accountable for the life that we live on this earth. You know what? The Holy Spirit is doing that work of conviction in people's lives. But what everyone needs to know is the promise of Jesus Christ, which he shares in John 5, 24. I love this, where Jesus says, very truly, 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 I mean it. I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death. And that's the promise for everyone. That's the promise for you. But can I convince somebody to believe in Jesus and to receive eternal life and to cross from death to life? Can any of us do that? We can't do that. Only the Holy Spirit can. And the Spirit of God, listen, I believe that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is already working in people's lives around us. It's our job to love, it's our job to have a voice, but it's the Holy Spirit's job to change hearts and to change lives. It's why we say, Hope Community Church, we care, God transforms. We believe that, and that's what Jesus is saying right here. But listen, Holy Spirit might even be doing a work in your heart today. You're thinking, yeah, it is. It's been my pride, the sin, and I want the righteousness of Jesus. I want acceptance. I want eternal life. And maybe even today, you're saying yes to Jesus Christ. For the very first time, the Holy Spirit, he's doing a work in people's lives. I hope you receive it and believe it today. And this is why the Holy Spirit's better for us. He's going to come, he's going to live inside of us. Better for the world. He's doing a work, convicting, proving, transforming. Last one. The Holy Spirit is better for Jesus. You're like, what does that even mean? That's a weird statement. <laughs> This is interesting. Jesus has more that he wants to say. And he's going to do that through the Holy Spirit. John 16, 12. Jesus says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. So there's more that Jesus wants to say. Hmm, what are you saying, Brian? <laughs> there's more Jesus wants to say. He's taught these guys. They have the words of Jesus. They have the Bible. They have the word of God. What more could Jesus want to say to them? There's more I want to say to you, more than you can bear. This is what we have here is we have a friend who's wanting to have a conversation with his friends about things that they're going to face after he's gone. But he knows it's more than they can bear. 
But what Jesus can't say, the Holy Spirit will. And that's why the Holy Spirit is better for Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is going to begin to speak personally and powerfully into their lives. You know what? I believe that Jesus has more that he wants to say to you. Do you believe that? God wants to speak into your life? I believe that. He has more that he wants to say to you. Much more. And the way that Jesus is going to do that is through the Holy Spirit. This is not just for the 12. It's not just for the weird Christians. This is for all of us. God wants to speak into your life. As a friend, God wants to speak personally into your life and into the situations you're facing. And you have the Bible, and God speaks through the Bible. You have Jesus, and God speaks through Jesus. And you have the Holy Spirit, and God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that God is speaking into the world today is through the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. What Jesus says in John 16, 12, is that as you follow Jesus, this is a powerful promise, as you follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. Christian life is a spirit-led life. Listen to what Jesus says, John 16, 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. He's talking as a friend. I can't bear to hear things about your life and how I want to speak into that. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And so the Holy Spirit, as you follow Jesus, is going to be leading you and guiding you into all truth. Think about, um, think about a quarterback guiding a receiver. Think about a quarterback leading a receiver. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and guide you into all truth as you follow Jesus Christ. The problem is, is that as we follow Jesus, sometimes we still listen to lies. And we still believe lies. And so the Spirit is speaking powerfully to bring the truth of God into our life. So how does he do that? Verse 13. This is important. As we think about the Holy Spirit speaking into our life, how does the Spirit of God speak into our life? Verse 13. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So first of all, what is the Holy Spirit not going to say to us? That's a good question. It's important. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own. He's not going to go rogue, <laughs> to put it that way. The Holy Spirit is never going to say anything that would contradict Jesus or the Bible. He will not speak on his own. So I've heard Christians say, oh, God told me to get a divorce. God told me to get a divorce. I'm just going, uh, Malachi, you know, 3.1. God hates divorce. So unless there's been some abuse or unfaithfulness, maybe you're not hearing God right. Because the Holy Spirit's not going to go out speaking on his own. He'll never say anything that contradicts what Jesus has said or the word of God has said. And that's our first test as we're listening to the Holy Spirit. He's guiding you into truth. To truth of Jesus and the truth of God's word. So what will the Holy Spirit say? Verse 13 and 14, you see three things. The Holy Spirit is going to say what he hears. What he's hearing from Jesus, he's going to amplify that to us. What's yet to come, 
And he's going to speak what glorifies Jesus. He's going to speak what he hears, what's yet to come, and what glorifies Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit's going to take what, he, what he's heard. He's going to amplify it into our life. He's going to take the word of God. He's going to take the words of Jesus. And he's going to amplify those powerfully into your heart and into your soul. Thinking about a year ago, as our family was, was moving here and everything was, was changing and transitioning. And in that hard season of life when it seemed like everything was, was getting shaken up. The Lord spoke Psalm 16.8 to our, our family. And Psalm 16.8 says, I've set the Lord always before me. He's at, right, he's at my right hand, so I will not be shaken. And the Holy Spirit spoke that powerfully into our hearts. And the word of God became this word for us. It just became a powerful truth that we hung on to. And I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to do that in your life. He's going to take the word of God. He's going to speak it powerfully into your heart and into your soul. He's going to speak what he hears. He's going to speak about what's to come. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you. He's going to lead you as you seek him. He's going to give you direction and guidance for your life. He's going to speak truth. One of the, one of the reasons I'm a pastor today is because an 18-year-old Brian, as he was desperately seeking God's direction for his life, heard God say, you're going to be a pastor. I was a new Christian accepted Jesus as a 17-year-old. I had no plans of becoming a pastor as a teenager. In fact, my heart was set on television broadcasting. I thought that seemed pretty cool. And yet the Lord interrupted all that and said, no, you are going to be a pastor. And that became the truth for my life from that point on. I'm telling you, as you seek God, he's going to begin to speak into your life. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to lead you into lies. He's not going to contradict what he's already said. But listen, the Christian, le the Christian life is a spirit-led life. He's leading me. He's guiding me. He's speaking to me. I'm listening to him. I'm trusting and obeying the word of God because God inside of me is leading me into all truth. That's the Holy Spirit. And he's better for Jesus, because Jesus has more to say to you. He's better for the world. He's doing a work, even in people who don't know Christ, convicting, leading, guiding. And he's better for us, because God is coming to live in our hearts and live in our lives. All right, we're going to close today with a time of communion. And I love communion, because it's an opportunity for us to have a moment where we receive from the Lord. The bread symbolizes Jesus' broken body for us. The cup is the blood that was spilled so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we could have this new life in Jesus Christ. Communion isn't, it's not just a ritual. This is an opportunity to receive from him. So I want to invite you as we do communion together. Quiet your heart. Quiet your soul. Meet with Jesus. And let the spirit of the living God fall fresh on you 
today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us so much so that you would send a friend, the Holy Spirit, to come and live inside of us. And we pray today the Spirit of the living God will fall afresh on each person in this room. Thank you that you lead us. Thank you that you guide us, that you speak truth into our lives. And I pray for those that, that are locked in the prison of lies, that they're not good enough, they're not worthy enough. They're, the fear is bigger than faith in Jesus. Lord, we come against those lies in the powerful name of Jesus. And we ask that the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, would lead us and guide us to all truth. Thank you for the friend, the advocate, the comforter, the healer, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus, for the broken body, the shed blood, so that all of our sins can be forgiven and so that we can stand in the right before God. Thank you for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. But we are accepted in love. And we rejoice in that truth today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Everyone said, amen. Ushers, you can come forward.